0: Game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan.
1: Well, in a game with a lot of star power, it's the depth players making a big difference as the Toronto Maple Leafs win 4-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. Kerfoot getting a goal. McKayev getting a goal. Gauthier getting a goal. Freddie Anderson solid in net. And the Leafs make it a four-game winless skid for the Oilers. Edmonton 0-3-1 over that run. Freddie Anderson finishes with 36 saves. He is 12-0-1 in his career against the Edmonton Oilers. The Maple Leafs have never lost a game here at Rogers Place. 4-0, oddly enough. The other Ontario team, the Ottawa Senators, also 4-0 4-0 at Rogers Place ever since the building opened. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Quarter after 8, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We're live in Studio 99 Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Fort. Well, Rob, not a good first period for uh, Edmonton. They trailed 1-0. They, they, I thought they did a lot of good things in the second and third, but ultimately... Could not get a five-on-five goal. And I thought some big mistakes, again, really cost the Oilers tonight.
2: Yeah, the Oilers were chasing. And we've seen over the last number of games when you're chasing multiple goals as the Oilers have fallen behind by two or more, uh, you have to play a perfect game. And the Oilers were better in the second and third period. They started taking... Uh, over off in the offensive zone. They were getting better on the forecheck. They, were they weren't they were giving up as many chances, but again, they had to be perfect, and they weren't. Uh, the, the second goal, the, they had men back, but they peeled off and and left their men in front of that, which you can't do, and it turns into a 2-on-0. Oh. And then the third goal was a 1-on-3 a on that turned into a 2-on-5 that turned into a breakaway. So you, if you're consistently chasing games, you're eventually going to find yourself on the wrong end of the stick more than not. And this is, again, a, a game where the the Oilers started slow, eventually found their legs, but it was too late. They And they wasted a really good effort by Koskinen tonight because Koskinen had a strong game in net for the Edmonton
0: Oilers.
1: Yeah, I mean, that third goal really a backbreaker for the Oilers. I mean, uh, Marner added an empty netter to make it 4-1, but uh, but really, Gauthier making it 3-1 with 6-11 to go effectively ended the game. And yeah, you're right, Rob. I mean it, it just looked like the five Oilers back were waiting for a teammate to go and steal the puck or, or deliver a body check and it turned into a bit of a campfire defense you stand around and watch and then it's in your net
2: well it, it was the player that came across the the line Timashov is that am I saying it right oh uh, I think it's Timashov yeah Timashov so He's coming in. The, the Maple Leafs were changing. He had control of the puck as he's coming across the, the Oilers' blue line. It's not like it was Tavares or Matthews, who you have a little more respect for just because of what your, your, the fear of what they can do to you. Nobody attacked him. And he just went in across the line, kind of backed off Nurse. Nurse backed off about 15 feet. McDavid went towards him. He curled back. And he just kept buying time. And the player that scored the goal, Goche, he was on the bench when... This player crossed the blue line. So he had held the puck long enough for the Maple Leafs to change. Gauthier to come from the bench all the way to the tops of the circles when he hits him with a pass, and it turns into a, a partial break. So that's that one it hurts because at that point, the Oilers were getting a number of scoring, good scoring opportunities. The forecheck was working. The Maple Leafs were dog tired. Their defense been exhausted with, the fat, with Barry being out of the lineup early in the game. And it was just a matter of time. But one play that the Oilers were probably a little too casual on turns into a 3-1 goal, and at that point the game was over.
1: 4-1, the Leafs take it tonight. So the Oilers 0-3-1 in their last four, 18-13-4 on the season. Alex Chason scored Edmonton's only goal of the game, perhaps one of the most unexpected power play goals the Oilers have scored this season. Well,
2: because of what the Oilers do on their breakout where they, they bring the puck up to center and then they throw it back to a, a, a speeding Connor McDavid. Teams have started to try to stop that. They don't want the easy access. So everyone is now kind of waiting for Connor to come up and the defenders are now forcing that. But what happened on that play is the Maple Leafs were so worried about Leon Draisaitl throwing the puck back to Connor McDavid that they forgot all about Alex Chason and he snuck in behind the, the defense and got the, the breakaway. And it was a pretty goal too. So that was a very important goal. At that point, you're, you're thinking, okay, you know what? Cue the comeback. Here they come again. Unfortunately for the Oilers, a mistake later on in the period cost them a chance at one or two points.
1: So I mean, a, t- a tough stretch here for the Oilers. They, I, you know, they get five against Minnesota. Well, really four, I suppose, without, without the empty netter. But they, you know, they scored against Minnesota, give up six. Tonight, they get goaltending. They give up three without the empty netter but they can only get one, what's what's the remedy here? Uh, I, I mean, they're, it, it it seems like earlier in the season they were doing just enough to win or making one or two crucial plays in their favor. Now it seems they're playing just well enough to lose a close game. And instead of making the one or two crucial plays in their favor, they're making the one or two crucial mistakes.
2: Well, obviously cutting out some of the mistakes will, will make it better ba- I- the the one fear that, that you have as a coaching staff is when you feel the team is doing a lot of things right and just aren't being rewarded which we've seen in some of these games as of late you're always afraid that the players will start getting away from what had made them successful earlier because okay we're not getting the results so obviously we got I got to do I got to do something more individual so I got to I got to change my game and then you just it, it gets sloppy so the Oilers have got to stay even-keeled. they got to continue doing the things that had made them successful earlier. They got the goaltending tonight. Uh, and, and the effort they had tonight, a lot of nights will get them a win. But you can't let frustration creep into your game. And it's And it's easier said than done. You look at the standings. At one point, you were up at top with all these other teams so far behind you. Now you're looking up at teams. And teams continue to creep closer that at one point you thought were completely out of it so frustration and, and nerves get into play but this is a, a good test for the leadership group to keep the players uh, focused on the fact that they did put themselves in a good position off the start they had and somehow find something to Christmas. To me right now, you just focus on getting to Christmas, having a good record, so going 3-1 or 2-1-1 one and one over the next few games and having the Christmas break feeling good about yourself.
1: All right, Oilers lose 4-1 to the Maple Leafs. Let's go down to the Hall of Fame room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
3: Dave, maybe just your thoughts on, on what the difference was tonight in a game like that. I thought we had lots of try in the game, We're,
4: uh, but we've got to turn some of that try into results around the net and creating chances and capitalizing on chances. They got some chances and capitalized, and our chances, we didn't capitalize on anything. You know? So there's, there's lots of try in our group. we just got ways to find ways to, ways to turn that try into better results. Dave, you can't keep winning games on your power play, obviously. Five, yeah. On five, you're getting outscored badly. What do you, why is that? Uh, we just got to capitalize on some more chances. We're not actually the last couple of games we've created enough what I call hard chances around. We just got to find a way to capitalize on a few. That's We're getting a lot of pucks at the net. We're just not finding anything in the net. that's uh You know, we just have to find better results there five on five.
1: Is there any way? Uh, obviously, McDave and Dry Settle have, have done so well this year, but the last few games, of production has, has slowed down a little bit. Is there a way to kind of insulate or, or get a few more guys going to ultimately do a little bit better, especially at even strength?
4: Oh, we're trying. We're, we're trying to get everybody going. You know, we've tried different combinations. We tried, you know, a little more direct to the net, a little more. There's a lot of things we're trying, but we got to find results. Dave, your first power play. Connor got hooked,
1: but he'd already been on the ice for a while with his line. Was there any thought to giving them a bit of a breather for 25 seconds and then throwing them back out because they played the full another full two minutes
4: after being out for a shift? I don't think they're out that long Their first their shift at the end of it.
5: Well Leon, started.
4: Leon played 225 in a row, so two minutes and 25 seconds. 225. So he was out 25 seconds before then, 25 seconds before the penalty, and they got a face off. So it takes a while to, I like the percentages.
3: Dave, the, the uh, I mean the slide continues here, what are you seeing in this group and obviously it's some pretty significant adversaries.
4: Uh, it's, it's uh, the group's not down, the group's pushing hard but uh, they're like me, like they're, we're trying hard but now we've got to find find a way to win games. and. Our goaltender was solid tonight, you know, we, we didn't we gotta find a way to capitalize on some more of those chances and still take some of those chances away. Like we're we're still making some errors that end up in the back of our net. Now it's not that the other team's not making errors. We're just we gotta make them pay for the errors they make and we gotta try to take some of our errors away. Your margin of error is slim when you're not scoring much, so you have to make sure you're taking care of all the parts of the game. And our discipline has been pretty good. We're you know, there's been a few few mistakes that have cost us.
3: Are you, in your analysis, are you giving up, you know, more quality chances or making no. more of these mistakes than you were earlier in the no. year? Is there a notable difference?
4: No. We were outscoring some of our mistakes early, and, uh, and our goaltending was very, very good early. So every game is different, but the last few games we haven't, our chances against were down, and we were still struggling to find ways to stay in the game.
1: All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as the Oilers lose four-one to the Maple Leafs tonight, and you know you can kind of you can kind of hear. I mean, we, we've heard games where I think he's been more upset at the overall play. Certainly, there were some costly mistakes tonight. I mean, he did say they're they're trying to generate, they're trying to get the, the puck to the net, but they're just not able to finish on some of those chances.
2: Well, y- yes, I, I thought the the effort was there tonight, and uh, I, I don't think the there was near as many. High event mistakes, as we've seen in in some of the games gone by. I mean, the one advantage that the Leafs had over the Oilers is, I mean, you look at their their second line that they can throw out there; they have the better chance of capitalizing. Now, however, saying that, I mean, none of the big guns on either team capitalized tonight. It was the depth players of Toronto that were able to put the puck in the net, and that's huge. And we've talked about it a number of times this year, especially early in the season. Sometimes a depth player has to win you a hockey game, and tonight they happened for for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs and not for the Oilers. And uh, they the puck no puck luck right now. And when you're not getting puck luck, you got to make sure you limit the mistakes against. And the Oilers. I had no puck luck, and gave up too many great a scoring chances tonight.
1: One goal for the Oilers, that means a $25 donation to 630 Chet Santas Anonymous from Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is Life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca, and thanks to all the volunteers, all the drivers, the delivery people, who made it happen today. Delivery day for 630 Chet Santas Anonymous. I was uh, down there for about an hour this morning. Huge lineup. to such a uh, such a great spirit there with, uh, with everybody, volunteers coming to deliver. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. You, you talk to people who have been delivering for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, and it's always on their calendar. And then people doing it for the first time who are excited to get involved. So thanks to everybody. And Lana Nordland, our executive director of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, amazing, amazing work, amazing human being. So thank you very much. Toronto 4-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, tonight Kerfoot got a goal McKayev got a goal there were what were they fixing after that was it the camera the camera it was the camera
2: so now I was wondering at first I thought well why don't they just play the rest of the period without the camera but I guess that would be for replays and I guess you can't not have the camera there It'd be an unfair advantage for one team and not the other because they don't have a camera there to make those decisions. So there was a long delay as they fixed one of the cameras in the net. As you can see, when the shot, it was a wide open net that the yeah. kid scored on, and he made sure he put it right in the middle of the net, and that's what broke the camera.
1: Also, a bit of an uh, unusual play as well in the uh, in the second period. The Leafs, well, the puck went in the net with about seven minutes left in the second period. It was quickly reviewed. The net was actually jostled and just in that split second it was up. The puck slid in under the side of the goal and was in. So they got a quick look at that one and say, well it can't You can't go in that way. Has to has to go in from the front.
2: Well it's funny, up in the press box I'm like, yeah, the puck's in the net and the the ref hasn't blown the whistle yet, but obviously once you saw the instant replay, you saw them there there's a good example. I mean, if they don't have the camera there, do you see the do you have an angle that allows you to see the yeah, fact that they went up? So uh, that's
1: why they made sure that the net cam was fixed and it did its job. All right. Oilers lose 4-1 to uh, Toronto. you know, and, and again, the, the, the third line for the Leafs was excellent yes. tonight. I mean, Kerfoot had another look in the second period. Uh, you know, Gothe, another depth player who did eventually score, had about a five-inch tap-in for a goal, and it just hit his stick at the wrong angle and went through the crease and hit Koskinen's pad. And that's a big part of the difference tonight and, and maybe a bigger picture thing for the Oilers this year as well that even when you had a good forechecking from the depth lines on the Oilers and we've seen it in the past, they don't ultimately generate a good chance. They might get the zone time, but they, they don't get a quality opportunity out of it.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't as though the Leafs' third and fourth lines were got that one chance, and they capitalized on it. They had a number of great scoring chances. And that's what uh, the Oilers have missed at times this year. As you say, the third and fourth line have kept zone time alive. They kept the momentum going in hockey games, but they're not getting the continuous looks. And when Austin Matthews can have a quiet night, get one opportunity, and he can score. Most third and fourth liners need three or four Opportunities as a line to put the puck in the net because they're not usually as creative or as depth at getting goals. But the, the third line tonight was so good. And unheralded players for the Leafs too. Another player that was excellent tonight was the defenseman, Hall. Is that, is that how you say it?
1: you as a star, yeah.
2: Yeah, he was terrific in this game. Physical on the Oilers star players, transporting the puck out of the zone. A guy that was getting extra ice time because they lost Tyson Berry in the game. So the What we've seen normally when the Oilers play, if Drysettle and McDavid don't have big nights offensively, the Oilers don't win. Well, tonight the Maple Leafs top players had very slow nights, very quiet nights for them, yet they're still finding a way to score four goals and win a hockey game on the road.
1: 4-1 Toronto, the final. More post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. You can reach out as well. You can call or text 780-496-0063. We'll take a quick timeout for a news and weather update here on 630 Chat Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Lead pass, ball. McHale, drag move, shot, save, made. Koskinen, rebound, back hitter, save. So Koskinen saved the game. is presented by Jiffy Lou. B.Y.'s wise rise. Koskinen takes the loss tonight. He made 28 stops. Freddie Anderson, the winning goaltender. 200th career win, 36 saves. Toronto 4, Edmonton 1 is the final. I will give uh, I will give the fourth star shared to the two goaltenders tonight, courtesy White Eagle Holmes. Built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options, visit whiteeaglehomes.ca.
2: Really? Freddie Anderson wasn't a star He was not game? a star. Chase on 3, Hall 2, Kerfoot 1. Yeah, I mean, all deserving, but I... Anderson was the difference in this hockey.
1: Well, and I, I thought he had a, a night that we often talk about from a goaltender. He didn't. He didn't make any saves where you were saying, "Oh my, look!" He dove across and stopped it. He was just locked in in position, and I thought he probably made some difficult saves or good shots by by Euler players look like routine stops. And,
2: and you know what? He did a really good job of today. There were probably about six or seven shifts in the game where the Oilers had uh complete control of were dominating and they had a very tired bunch of Maple Leafs that were running around and 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 gassed and every time the Oilers put a puck on net in those times Anderson swallowed it up and got a whistle and allowed his players to change and and that is that's key you got to be able to uh, relieve your your teammates at some point and I I agree. I I think that he made the game look a lot easier than it was for him, but he was, well, this is his favorite team to play against obviously by looking at his stats and he continued that trend today 4-1
1: toronto takes it as we check the scoreboard for edmonton trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi-trailers head to edmontontrailer.com the coyotes lead the pacific division by two on calgary and edmonton but they're in trouble tonight trailing the devils 2-1 with two minutes left taylor hall once again held out of the game by New Jersey. The Blues rally to beat the Blackhawks 4-3. The Sharks lead the Canucks 1-0 late in the first. Senators get by the Blue Jackets 4-3 in overtime. Islanders win in OT. 3-2 against the Sabres. Hurricanes end the Flames winning streak. 4-0 win in Calgary. Flames had won 7 straight. Ducks in a shootout get past the Rangers 4-3. Stars knock off the Predators 4-1. Wild win 4-1 over the Flyers. Detroit a 2-1 victory in Montreal. Capitals ring up the Lightning. 5 2. Bruins double the Panthers 4 2. Penguins beat the Kings 5 4 in a shootout. Western Hockey League, it is the Oil Kings leading Medicine Hat 3 1, seven minutes into the second period. American Hockey League, the Oilers farm team up 2 1 on Grand Rapids. That is with about three minutes left in the first period. Colby Cave and Anthony Peluso have the goals in that one oilers lose 4-1 here at rogers place 780-496-0063 we will welcome zach to the show zach thank you very much for calling you're on overtime open line go ahead
5: all right thanks guys i just want to start with some facts uh some facts that i pulled out on november 12th um of course oilers having the first power play in the league uh adding james neal in there all ended great they're doing awesome in terms of penalty kill they're ranking around six. You know, they got a bunch of guys on one-year contracts to come in, willing to block shots, get bruised up. They got, um, you know, uh, they got Nugent Hopkins and Cheyenne playing really well on the PK and also um, Kara. But in terms of even strength, here are some numbers, some facts. Shots four at even strength. Oilers are 27th in the league. Attempted shots against 23rd. Uh, Shots plus minus at even strength, 25th. Goals four at even strength, 25th. Goals against, 21st. Scoring four chances percentage, 24th. Save percentage at even strength, 22nd in the league. And shooting percentage at even strength, 20th. So this is not uh, just a run of bad luck. This is not just bad bounces and stuff. This is a bad team at even strength. Um, in terms of the this. games tonight, uh, I really liked uh, Chason and Neal. and again bear and nurse pairing is just getting lit up it, they they should play bear and nurse less and they have to play um, they have to play Russell a, a bit more.
1: well yeah, thanks for those numbers. I, I mean I think that was definitely a concern coming into the season is still even though they added some deaf players, they added, Depth checkers and penalty killers. They did, except for Neil and mostly his power play presence. They they didn't really add any other scoring. So when they when they have won, it's often been big games by McDavid and Dryslede, and it's often been coupled with special teams and goaltending. There there has not been consistent depth scoring. They've had little bursts, Grandland, Kara, but it's not really been consistent.
2: No, th- this team is a very good specialty team that. For large stretches of the season, has had good goaltending. They haven't been a good five-on-five five team for for most of the year. Uh, they've just gotten by with a, a great power play and a very good penalty kill. Uh, it's something that they know that they got to get better at. And that's and five-on-five five play. I mean, that's not just their depth players. They're stars. There's nights where their stars probably need to be a little bit better five-on-five. Five. But this is not. Again, this is not. A, a Stanley Cup contending team as of right now. This is not coming into the season, they weren't, Oilers brass wasn't thinking, okay, well we've got this thing solved. We know what we have here, we're going forward and this could be the a team that goes all the way. They knew there was warts on this team, but there was only so much that this management team could do because of finances. They didn't have the money to be able to go out and and get everything that they needed. The players, some contracts are going to start expiring. They should have more money over the next couple of years to be able to address those needs. But, yeah, there, there are weaknesses in the Oilers' lineup, and I think right now they're probably where we expected them to be, in the middle of the pack fighting for a playoffs. But I think it was a surprise to everybody where they started the season and maybe got everyone's hopes up a little too high. Uh, great goaltending, as Dave Tippett talked about it, great goaltending, probably covered up some average play. And now they've really where we expect them to be, fighting for uh, you know seventh and eighth spot in the in the playoff race. And they've set themselves up with the start of the season, but now they can't yeah. give it all away. Well, no,
1: that's the thing. I mean, the, the, that start's still valuable, but they can't. I mean, they started seven one and one. If you now go one seven and one, then. then then you've given it back and then you're going to be in a tough spot 4-1 the leafs win it tonight back down to the oilers dressing room for gcl diesel genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices gcldiesel.com here's captain connor mcdavid
3: connor uh, what do you think of your guys game tonight and what was the difference you
6: yeah I, I liked our uh our effort our compete was there um our energy was there just uh you know, couldn't find a way to get uh, any past
5: too many games chasing them. You come back and suddenly you're tired. You're
1: fighting like hell just to come back to tie it.
6: Yeah, I mean, a well, lot's been made of that. You know, we're I thought we had a pretty good start. We obviously get one fairly early, and uh, and we're behind and chasing it. But I thought we did a good job. Uh, um, like I said, competing. Um, you know we worked hard. Yeah, five on five, we got to be way better. Um, our special team teams have been good. Um, five five, we got to be better. We got to find a way to produce goals, keep them out of our net. Um, yeah.
3: You guys scored the goal. It felt like it was maybe shifting your way a little bit there at the end, how, how tough top. Disappointing, was it, to, to give that third one
6: up? to Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's frustrating there. You know that, that uh, you know you just need to hold them at two and, and, and give yourself a chance to tie the game. Um, and we didn't we didn't do that so. Um, yeah.
3: You guys are facing
6: a pretty good chunk of adversity here, Connor. How, how's the group been? How will you guys kind of react to this and push through? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, losing four in a row is not good enough. Um, you know, and and, and it's going to stretch a little bit longer than that, too. So um, we got to find a way to uh, put some wins, wins together here. Um, and it starts on the road. I think uh, it's a good opportunity for our group to go play two real good teams and, and uh, see where we're at.
1: All right, that is Connor McDavid. He is held off the score sheet tonight. The Oilers' only goal, chase on from Dreisaitl and Clefbaum, The Maple Leafs win 4-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. They are 4-0 at Rogers' place, and they have won seven straight against the Oilers, uh, 14 of the last 16 meetings between these two teams have uh, gone the Maple Leafs' way. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630 chedcom It allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at our Japanese Village A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Hey, uh, you want to? You, you like winning stuff? I do. You like free stuff? Well, Rob's not eligible, so we'll take a caller. 780-496-0063 for finish the play. The Devils have finished off the Coyotes. 2-1 the final. So the Pacific Division remains. Arizona, two points ahead of Edmonton, two points ahead of Calgary at the top. The Flames lost today, had their uh, seven-game winning streak ended by the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll call a quick timeout. More post-game reaction, a little more from you as well. 780-496-0063, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad
1: without a win for the Oilers. The Maple Leafs win it 4-1 tonight. They were up 1-0 after 1, 2-0 after 2. Chason got the Oilers on the board, but some shoddy defense allowed Gauthier to make it 3-1. Marner gets an empty netter. Also on the power play, Gaetan Haas took a uh, late offensive zone penalty when the Oilers were trying to get something going. They, I will say this, I mean, I'm not criticizing the officials. They were consistent. They did not call much tonight. They decided they, they were going to let it go.
2: I, in all honesty, I, I thought there should have been goaltender interference on both teams tonight. Both goalies got run over. Um, Neil ran over Anderson early, and I can't remember who it cost well, in the it. third period In there, the third yeah. period, like,
1: drilled him. He went flying. Well, Kara borderline tackled the guy. Yeah. It, didn't it, get called. No,
2: it was... And that's why, I mean, it, it hurts so but much the penalty at the very not, end. Yeah, but... But, yeah, it was... I agree. I... That... A referee that refs a quiet game like he did today does not benefit the Oilers, as as the one caller talked about, and we've talked about a lot. The Oilers, five on five, are not as strong. They are a much better uh, specialty teams team, and they didn't have an opportunity very often tonight to get on the power play, and that hurt them.
1: All right, it is time to finish the play. Al already has eight days parking at JetSet Parking. The best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Angie, what do you have for Al? Right-hand side, dry subtle. He'll kick it out to McDavid. Snaps a pass over. Nugent Hopkins back door. What timer off the side of the post from dry subtle. All right, Al. That chance by Dreisaitl, was that on the power play or was that shorthanded for Edmonton? Power play or shorthanded? Power play. Al, that was pretty easy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Al. Hang on the line. Your name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Carding, valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackCardingEdmonton.com. The Oilers had that power play late in the second period. I thought the first minute wasn't very good. They couldn't get set up but then Drysdale had that chance and then Nugent Hopkins had the chance where he just bobbled the puck and couldn't fire it in the open half of the net.
2: Uh, yeah, they, they got the two plays that they wanted and they got it into the hands of the players they wanted Getting the shots off, Drysaddle just misses, and then he made an unbelievable pass to Nugent Hopkins. And it sometimes uh, the puck hits your stick a little bit funny, and that one did, and it bounced too far ahead for Nugent Hopkins to be able to corral it because he had a wide open net. Because when Le- when Leon is over there with the puck on his stick, Freddie Anderson has to respect the shot. So when he goes backdoor, open net, Rnh was unable to pull the trigger and. Uh, this, it was just a, a game of missed opportunities for the Edmontoners. They weren't able to capitalize on their chances.
1: Toronto takes it 4-1. They are now 7-4 and under Sheldon Keefe as the head coach. Here's Keefe for BDO First Call. Debt solutions, bankruptcies, and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees.
5: Well, goes in a nice Sheldon where their top line was more than neutralized and you get the scoring you did from your third and fourth lines, I guess it's all about balance, isn't it? <clears throat> Yeah
6: it was, you know, it, uh, we knew that we had to do a, a job against those, those top guys but we also thought that our depth would be a factor in the game today and uh, it just seems like that's how it worked out. So any
5: update
6: on Tyson? Uh, no update other than um, his x-rays that he had were negative and, but he just didn't feel comfortable enough to go back so uh, we'll have to just see how he is when we get home.
5: You wanted to get that third line going again, what did you see out of Kerfoot's group tonight?
6: They were great. They just skated. Uh, they skated. They worked. They made plays. They attacked the net. Uh, there was a lot of really good really good things that they were doing. They were feeling it today. And uh, it's a good sign for our team, just with three guys like that that skate the way that they do and work. I uh, felt comfortable no matter who they were on the ice against, even if it was McDavid.
1: All right, so the Leafs lift their record to 16, 14, and 4. Their third line was excellent in you know, it's funny, last year we, we talked a lot about the orders not being fast enough and not being deep enough. I, I think they're faster this year, I think they're deeper, but it probably still isn't enough. And, and you just see the, the tempo, and look, the orders again, a good push in the second, tried to challenge in the third. But you see the value of speed and tempo, and even in the last two or three years... How it shifted, Rob. And I start to wonder, like, are guys even being scouted for puck handling and shooting <laughs> as much anymore? Or is well, it just like, no, if you can get in there and keep well, the puck alive, well, we'll, they, go they, get it.
2: They are, because if they're not... Some players know, have
1: both, but, but there's a there's but, a shift towards speed. There I think is it's a moved shift. up in the priority. It,
2: it is, but as we talked about today, and Dave Tippett talked about, the Oilers they have speed in their bottom six but their speed wasn't able to capitalize on their chances whereas the, the the players that the leafs have in their bottom six i mean they made some really nice plays tonight so speed is great but you got to be going somewhere we, i've played with a lot of players that they are they were fast as the wind but they ended up going nowhere in the games and if there wasn't a boards keeping them in in the in the, <laughs> the arena they'd be somewhere else down the street uh you have to be able to not only play the game fast with your feet you got to think the game fast and I think that's where you see some players who have been very good players for a number of years in the National Hockey League starting to be phased out because they don't think the game is fast because when everyone's moving faster that means your decision making has got to be made quicker and if you don't think fast nowadays you can't play in the National Hockey League.
1: All right one more trip down to the Oilers room for BDO First Call Debt Solutions Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals license Insolvency Trustees here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins.
3: On five, you know, trying to generate an even the. Um, you know, what do you think isn't there for you guys?
7: Uh, well, I mean we've been improving on getting pucks to the net getting guys going to the net, getting those second opportunities but uh, I mean Hauser scored the other night tied the game up like that the other night uh, that's how we're gonna score uh, tonight we did a lot of that we got those pucks and we just weren't able to uh, to beat their goalie tonight but uh, if we keep doing that uh, we're gonna get lots of good looks I mean we put a lot of shots on um, I don't know how many uh, grade one opportunities but I felt like we had we had enough to uh, to be right in the game going to go through some
3: slides during the year nobody rarely goes wire to wire do you sense about kind of the way this group is reacting as bad things are happening and your ability to correct
7: this? Yeah, well, I mean the good sign is that, like you said, I mean teams go through th- throw, they go through skids and the way that we've been clawing our way back, we've been uh, fighting back into games, we've tied up uh, not this one, but I mean we were a goal away uh, from doing it again tonight, we did the last uh, the last couple of games so I mean, uh, it shows that we have confidence, uh, um, we're gritty I mean, we're going to fight uh, all the way to the end and I mean, that is a good sign, but like I said before, I mean, it's, it's tough when you're uh, putting yourself down a couple early
1: as Ryan Nugent-Hopkins as the Oilers fall 4-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Next game Monday in Dallas. Slow start. They've been very good since. They beat the Oilers here earlier, down 4-2, going to the third. Uh, Dallas rallied to win 5-4 in overtime. What is Edmonton's adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors? If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com.
2: Well, I think it's simple. They, they've got to get a lead in this in a hockey game, and they've got to extend it. They've just been chasing too much, and what we've seen as of late, it just it's not feasible to have success if you're continually... Climbing up a mountain and the Oilers have got to go into Dallas and get a lead. Dallas is good So they're a team that will extend the lead and they're a team that can play with a lead So you'd certainly don't want to give them the the advantage right off the get-go. So uh, Going to Dallas and whatever you're doing right now pregame change it all around because it hasn't been working as of late.
1: Alright, we'll have that one for you on 6.30 Ched, 5 o'clock face-off show. The puck will drop at 6.30. You can get extended Oilers coverage on 630 chedcom Also the latest on the Eskimos there. We heard from the new head coach Scott Milanovic today. Morley Scott was in on that conference call, so uh, he'll have the details from Milanovic as he will join the Eskimos after he finishes up with the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio operator back at 6:30 and Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Thanks to Brendan Escott and Scott Johnson for bringing you the post-game audio. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. The Maple Leafs win in Edmonton again. 4-1 is the final. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We've been live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. Have a great night.